danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> good morning to one and all. What's happening? Yes, good morning. I was actually hosting a, a screening of the movie Zola. Y'all remember Zola when she did those tweets? A few years ago, she was talking about this whole uh, situation where she left from Detroit. She met this girl. They went to Tampa together to dance, and then it turned into this whole big saga with the pimp involved and the girl's boyfriend. And then Ava DuVernay was tweeting, "This needs to be a movie." I do Everybody was trying to that. make it into a movie. Well, now it's a movie. Is it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It comes out on June thirtieth. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I like stuff like that. I like stuff that organically happens in that way, and then you know become something because you know a lot of people say things on social media like oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna make this happen i'm gonna make that happen but for them to actually have turned that into a movie that's dope wasn't it another yeah, movie it was... what was the movie Issa ray and rihanna then was supposed to do remember that was something that was mm. happening on twitter like oh, some yeah, buddy comedy that... rihanna and lupita nyango yeah i, I, don't... I, don't yeah, I remember they that were that discussing one. that too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this one was um and Zola was actually at the screening, so we did a Q&A afterward to talk about what was embellished, what really happened. You know who else is in it? Uh, Jason Mitchell. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Who was on The Shy uh, previously. Phenomenal and actor. And Taylor Page is the star, but she plays the character of Zola. Okay. Oh, that's dope. And then I voted yesterday, too, because New York City, we had our, um, it was election day yesterday. Now, we don't know a winner yet, right? No, we probably won't know for real until July. We do know that Eric Adams, who's who's my guy, he's our Brooklyn Borough president right now, he's in the lead to be the mayor as far as uh, first choice. But, you know, it's the first time we've done ranked choice voting, and they're doing it in a lot of places now. So you pick uh, one through five. I don't, I don't understand. understand. Yeah, I don't understand the ranked choice voting. You know what that feels like? It feels like uh, how they give kids participation trophies now. So they have, like, one through seven sometimes. At, at these competitions, it's it like sense. that's not the that defeats the whole purpose they of picking a elected official. Yeah, All I need saying, is one. They were saying if you don't win number one, maybe you could get number two. I'm like, it, it don't like. What happens pick, if you win number two though? What's the consolation prize? I what's the consolation prize? You, you I don't know. Well, the way it is. Um, you have to, if you don't have a majority in first choice, then they start eliminating you. So it it actually means that there won't be a runoff election in case it's really close, which they said elections are very expensive. And so that's why they're saying, and it gives people more of a choice. So if a voter's first choice is eliminated or something happens, then it instantly goes to the second choice. So if something happens and nobody has a majority in first choice, then they already have the person who's the winner. Yeah, you just confused me even more. They said he was up like 32%. That's why I was confused. Yeah, he's, he has 30, he's at 32. And then Maya Wiley's in second place. Catherine Garcia's in third place. Andrew Yang conceded. All right. And he was in first place for a long time during polling. Everybody was like, Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang. Mm, that was very, 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 very early on. Mm-hmm. And then he started talking too much. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like when you're, it's like when, you know, you, that I always hear women say, I liked him until he started talking. <laughs> Goodness gracious. And and um, Alvin 
Alvin Bragg, who was on The Breakfast Club recently, too, for a Manhattan DA, looks like he's going to win that also. I saw that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. I'm sure we're talking more of that. And what else? Yep. I mean, yeah, we'll talk more about that. And we'll talk more about coronavirus. Now that um, in What's schools, that? they're trying to... They're trying to give you a fine if you don't get the uh, if you don't go ahead and get vaccinated. Fine, who? We'll talk about it when I'll we tell come you back. About it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Let's get some front page news. NBA last night, the Suns beat the Clippers 104-103. Uh, it was a last-minute buzzer-beating uh, alley-oop to win the game. I'm not going to lie, those Suns look special, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I-, I love the Milwaukee Bucks and the way they're put together as a team, but I don't know. I think the Phoenix Suns going to win it all. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Paul George missed two uh, clutch free throws at the end of the game. Now, also tonight, game one, Atlanta Hawks versus the Bucks. That's at 8.30. Now, the NBA draft, I'll just tell you the top three teams. Detroit Pistons got the number one pick. The Houston Rockets got the number two pick. And the Cleveland Cavaliers got the number three pick. All right. And what else we got, Yee? Well, Rose College in Memphis, they're now going to charge you if you're not vaccinated. If you're a student that goes there, there's a $1,500 fee per semester. And that is to cover the cost of weekly testing. So you'll need to test negative in the 14 days before returning to campus. You have to wear a mask indoors, socially distanced from others. And whether or not that fee will apply to unvaccinated employees, that has not yet been made. So So my body, my choice don't apply to vaccines. Like, I understand schools are their own entities. You know, I guess I guess that's a, you know, it could be considered a private institution, but you can't make me pay to put something in my body I don't want in my body, right? Shouldn't my body, my choice, apply to vaccines as well? If it's a private school, they can do what they want to do. You yeah, but I mean? you shouldn't force somebody to do that. My body, my choice, right? They're paying yeah, for the expense that you're for, adding. Yeah, and, and they don't want it to spread amongst the school and other students, so it's Well, once private. again, my body, my choice. You, you want, just because you got a private institution, you're going to force me to put something yes. in my body yeah. I don't want in my body? Well, yeah. you could not do yeah. it. You just have to pay to get tested, at weekly testing, and that they said that's $1,500 per semester. So they're not saying you have to be vaccinated. What mm-hmm. they are saying is if they're you They're going to charge you for it. They're going to charge, charge you, you yep. to get tested. That's every horrible. Don't you kidding. kids have to be vaccinated to go to school? Yeah. Right? So what's the, what's the difference? I don't know. I didn't know you have to be vaccinated to be in college. You got to be vaccinated to be in college? Yeah. You got to be vaccinated to be in elementary school. Elementary I said college. High school, and college. Yeah, college as well. You got to oh, have I didn't those. know that. I didn't go to college, so I wouldn't know these things. I'm trying to think. Dude. I didn't know you had to be vaccinated to be in college. Yeah, you have to. You have I know to you do shots. have to get. Absolutely. I know you do have to get shots. But babies have to. My friend just had a baby. She said that she's not going to let the baby see anybody because the baby didn't get their shots. What kind of shots are those until the two months or something? I know, I know babies yes. have to get shots, but we're talking about grown, grown adults. I'm, in, I'm not sure. I'm in not college. sure. I can't remember. I can't remember if you have to get your shots to go to college. I, I you know, don't did it? Oh. <laughs> I didn't y'all go to college? Right. We did, but I don't remember. Uh. No, I didn't have to get shots to go to college. But I know to travel to certain countries, like you do have to get shots and mm-hmm. vaccinations. To go certain places. Yeah, parts so. of Africa, yeah, all the time. But I, I know that. But you could remember. also choose not to go to that school and say, I'm not going here. That's also just horrible, though, because these kids already got a bunch of expenses. You know what I mean? Some of them are already mm-hmm. in debt, and you're going to put another charge on them just because they don't want something in their body? Mm-hmm. That's insane. All right. Now, students are suing Indiana University in federal court over their vaccine mandate. The mandate requires students, faculty and staff to be vaccinated or get an exemption for religious or medical reasons before starting in the fall. Eight students have now filed a lawsuit asking a judge to prevent the school from enforcing it. They're saying it's a violation of the 14th Amendment and state law. I would think so. I would think this is a violation of some type of of, of rights. But what do I know? 
So we'll see how this plays out because I feel like this is going to set the precedent for what's going to happen at these other schools too. Right? It mm-hmm. should. All right, well... Mm-hmm. Now, 150 Houston Methodist employees have resigned or were fired after they refused to get the vaccine. And so these people are out of a job. Starting yesterday, a judge did dismiss a lawsuit against the hospital by employees who opposed a COVID-19 vaccine mandate as a condition of employment. So these employees either resigned in the two-week suspension period or were terminated on Tuesday. I need to read the fine print. This don't sound legal. This don't sound legal and it mm-hmm. sound unethical. You're going to fire somebody just because they're choosing not to put something in their body. Yeah, that sounds wild. Mm-hmm. But you, 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 it makes no sense. Because like, I don't it, understand the it, logic. It almost feels like uh, you, you you, know the benefits and the con, the pros and the cons with taking the shot. You d- decide if you want. Like, if you don't take the shot and you get sick, that's on you. We gave you the option to do it, right? Maybe you're putting your coworkers at risk, too, though. But if they have the vaccine. Man. Now, the Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission Still in risk. December said companies can legally mandate that all employees reentering the workplace and new hires be vaccinated for COVID-19. The only exceptions allowed are for disabilities and religious reasons. I just don't understand how you get down or lay down people when it comes to, you know, putting something in their body. If they choose not to put this vaccine in their body for whatever reason, they supposed they should be fired. Fined if you go to school. Yeah, that sounds a little. Like, crazy I don't to get. Me too. I, I don't see how that how that makes any sense sense to anybody. Yeah, that sounds crazy to me too. All right, well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up right now. Again, the number is 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Dietrich. Your, Dietrich. your phone sounds like it needs a vaccine, sir. I know you want to talk about oh, the vaccine. Damn. Uh, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say about the uh, front page news and the Houston Methodist, the vaccine and everything like that. Uh, I feel like, you know, if a job is requiring you to get a vaccine... I feel like, you know, you have two choices, either get the vaccine or find another job. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, of course, uh, that's your two duh. choices, but I, I don't necessarily <laughs> think that's right. And I'm somebody who got the vaccine early on, but I, I don't, I, it's not FDA officially approved. And if somebody has doubts on taking the vaccine because there's not enough information, I don't think you should be able to fire them because of that. Well, you know, it's a hospital, so, you know, they have the right to do something like that. It's like they have the right to say if you don't get a flu vaccine unless you have a medical uh, exemption or religious reason to not get it, then you don't have to get it. But at the same time, for something like this, that like 99% of their staff got all the vaccines and everything like that, at the end of the day, like I said, they have, were given a choice to either get it or not get it. But like I said, I feel like it's the hospital. They have the right to do that. Okay. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? They definitely have the right, but that don't mean it is right. Hello, who's this? <laughs> it's the truth. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, good morning, guys. I just want to talk about the COVID-19 thing. I feel like they're trying to enforce it to take the vaccine. I think it's not right, but eventually everybody's going to have to take it. And mm-hmm. I feel like it. I think it's in the air. I don't think that COVID-19 thing was uh, something that spread through people. I think it's in the air, so they're trying to make you take the vaccine. Oh, boy. Because you're already infected. I mean, we uh, they, you, you say, Thank oh, you. boy, but it, you don't. we don't know if it's airborne or not. You know what I've realized about this vaccine over the past year and a half? Don't nobody really know nothing. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Kiara. Hey, Kiara. Hey, good Kiara. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? How you Peace, doing? Peace, queen. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. So I was calling because I called back in April for my birthday, and you all followed me. Thank you for that. Um, but I had inquired about your tickets for your car show, Envy, and you said you were sending some, but I haven't received them yet. Mm. I know it's next week, Saturday. Yeah, Kiara, there is no um, actual physical tickets. They're actually on Eventbrite. So you just have to bring your phone. But we already put your name and everything on the list. So you are good. You can just come to the thing. Your name is on the list and you will be good. But you have to be vaccinated. No, you don't have to be vaccinated to come. You don't have to be vaccinated to come. This is not a school. We're not going to charge you a penalty. Um, It's Atlanta and things are open in Atlanta. Uh, I believe they said over 70% of the people in Atlanta have their vaccine. But yeah, how many are you coming with again? Um, I can just bring one other person, so I'm not by myself. That's cool. That's cool. We have you on the list plus two, so you all good. Okay, thank you so much. I have one more question for Charlemagne. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I started a book club with my friends last year during the pandemic when it first started. And so we just celebrated one year this month. Um, so if you had one recommendation for a book, what would it be? Just one. Oh, man. Right now I'm reading a great book called uh, My Grandmother's Hands. Uh, racialized uh-huh. trauma and the pathway to mending our hearts and bodies. That's what I'm reading right now. But um, if I had to recommend a book to you, it would be a State of Emergency by Tamika Mallory. How to <laughs> How to win in the country we built. Great read. Came out on May 11th. I figured. I figured. We're actually reading the Water Dance now by Tanahashi Coach. So okay, that's um, oh. Saturday. I'm sorry. Oh, I haven't read the Water Dance yet, but I'm gonna tell you something. Um, the Water Dance. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book coming out on August 3rd called Shallow Waters, and it's about the uh, African mermaid Yemiya. It's a fictional book, right? It's a young adult fiction book. Okay. And, you know, every time, you know, I go on Amazon, it's always compared to Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, The Water Dance. It's by Anita Kopax. It'll be out August 3rd. That's that's also coming out on my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. But it's a, it is a, it's a really great read. If you like the water dance. Gotcha. I'm writing all of this down. We're actually, we're meeting on Saturday and we're going to finish off, we're finishing off the water dancer. So I have to bring a suggestion for our next book. So I'm putting all of this down. I'm going to go look all of these what, up, the ones that I haven't what, heard of. Are you, are, you trying to do like? fictional, are you trying to do fictional or non-fictional? That, that was going to be my question. Um, what do you like? <laughs> we've actually done a little of both. We've done like a suspense. We've done, uh, we did uh, the relationship, uh, relationship goals. We, that was our first book. We popped off of that. And um, so, really, we don't we don't care as long as it's something good. And we're all black women, so we're trying to stick with black authors for the most part. Oh yeah, everybody so. I told you is a black author: Tamika Mallory, Anita Kopax. Um, you know, I'm gonna tell you something else: uh, The Sword in the Shield mm-hmm. by Peniel Joseph is a great read to it. It explores the, the the lives of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. But it does it in like a real, it's a real humanizing way that they do it. It's really good. Uh-huh. You want to, um, I have a good book for you guys too, because you know I have a book club also. And this one's a really fun one, but it's a, a fiction. Well, it's, it's actually an autobiography, Diamond Doris. She's a most, uh, the world's most notorious jewel thief. She's a black woman, but she's an international jewel thief. It's a really interesting read. Diamond Doris, and it's a, her memoir. Okay, awesome. So I have a great little list here. Thank you so much. Sound like you good for the rest of the year, boo. That's right. And I, I s- know, right? We are good to go. Thanks. And I'll see you at the car show. Yes, you will. Y'all have a great day. Peace. All right.
Car shows in nine days. If you haven't got your tickets, please get your tickets. Uh, we're close to selling out, and I can't wait to see you guys. Bring the kids. We're talking cars, celebrity cars, exotic cars, old school cars. There's amusement rides for the kids. Rock climbing wall. It's Carcella, so get your tickets if you haven't got it already. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about Juve. There were some issues with Michael B. Jordan and his new rum, and we'll tell you what his response is to using the name Juve for his rum. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Michael B. Jordan. It's time. Spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Michael B. Jordan launched his Juve rum, and now he's going to have to change the name of it. He didn't understand the history of it. Now, Zaria Ray wrote on social media, Juve, which can also be written and pronounced as Juve, is a broken down version of the French Jua Ove. The morning time referred to as day open. It's a, uh, originated in Trinidad. And it was a time when sugarcane fields caught on fire. Slaves were still forced to harvest their remaining crops before complete destruction. That event was reenacted and male slaves were mocked by their masters. However, after emancipation, the slaves mocked the masters, mocking them. The festival begins way before the crack of dawn and proceeds a little past sunup. So they were upset that Michael B. Jordan named his rum after Juve not even understanding the history of it. Now, Nicki Minaj commented, I'm sure Michael B. Jordan didn't intentionally do anything he thought Caribbean people would find offensive. But now that you are aware, change the name and continue to flourish and prosper. I thought Juve was a a, a, a street party that they usually had. Labor Day weekend. Shut Brooklyn. up if you don't know no, the history. Swear, oh that's my what God. Call it. Shut up if you don't came, know the history. Is it that's not Juve? I'm that's asking it, a question. That's where people celebrate it all over, and we do celebrate it before the West Indian American Day Parade here so in that's New York. What it is, right. But it originated. It originated. This is how it originated. This is where the roots of that festival came from. Okay. I didn't so know. the reason why people celebrate it came from Trinidad. No, I knew it came and from Trinidad. And it's a huge celebration in Trinidad, but that's why. And so Michael B. Jordan is changing the name following that criticism. He posted, I just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners, our intention was never to offend or hurt a culture we love and respect and hope to celebrate and shine a positive light on. Last few days has been a lot of listening, a lot of learning and engaging in countless community conversations. We hear you. I hear you. I want to be clear that we are in the process of renaming. We sincerely apologize and look forward to introducing Producing a brand we can all be proud of. Yeah, that's one of those ones that uh, I would never have known would have upset people, but I would have ran it by some Trinidadians before I used it. Like anytime you're using something from a culture, you should ask people from that culture if if, if this going to be a problem. No, I agree, but but like everybody else, and especially in New York City, people know Juve to be a big celebration in a party, and that's what I thought I it was assumed a, it was too. I thought it was a party for Trinidadians though. Well, Caribbean people, because it's usually Labor Day weekend, which is Caribbean. That's what I would have assumed. I went every year. I DJ there. Like that's what you would. That assume. still don't mean you turn, that don't, still don't mean you name your liquor after it, right? Though. But it's, it would be like a celebration. That's what I assume they probably thought. But like you said, he should have ran it. You ran it by some Trinidadians. It's not hard. Better, yeah. Anytime you use Ju- something. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. I was gonna say they ended Juve in Brooklyn though. Uh, previously, because y'all turned it to shoot Yeah, yeah, because shoot saying, Anytime you use something from a culture, just ask people from that culture. That's it. It's not hard. Right. I mean, yeah, especially if you're naming a whole brand after it and getting it trademarked, Word. you know, that is offensive to people because you're like, this is something that means a lot to our culture yep. and you're trademarking it. So I understand that. And I appreciate the fact that he can say, okay, we're changing the name. That's right. 
you know, a similar thing happened with Kim Kardashian. Remember when she had this uh, skim to first it was called like kimono or something. And then people were upset at her for that. So she changed the name. Mm. All right. Now, Rick Ross has introduced thighs to Wingstop because it's a chicken wings uh, shortage. Did you know that? Mm hmm. So he said, we back outside. It's time to take it to the next level. We know how Wingstop perfected wings. Now just imagine that juiciest part of the meat and we boss it up, baby. So Thigh Stop, which is Wingstop's new virtual brand, is their answer to that shortage that's happening. Rick Ross is absolutely one of my favorite corporate thugs, man. One of my favorite businessmen, entrepreneurs out there. Dropping the clues bombs for Ricky Rose, damn it. Okay. I appreciate Wingstop, I by the way. Every, every year they they actually sponsor Angela Yee Day and they help me with that and they do an amazing job. So shout out to Wingstop. All right. Now, NLE Chapa has started this anti-lean challenge and he in particular called out Moneybag Yo first. Here's what he said. This right here is chlorophyll. So for every pint of lean that people be sipping, I got a new challenge. I want y'all to drink a pint of chlorophyll too. Chlorophyll can help detox the body. Chlorophyll can help improve the skin. Chlorophyll can help aid off addiction. Chlorophyll is one of the best natural things you can use. It comes from plant. It's what makes the plant green. I don't know about a pint every time you do. That sounds like a lot. What do you, you, know, what, what but, do you call out money bag, yo? Um, I guess for drinking lean and then telling him mm. if you're going to do that, at least, you know, detox your body with chlorophyll. Why is he doing that? Because Moneybag Yo has a song out currently, the Waukesha. What's it called? I think it's called Waukesha. Waukesha. Yeah. It's called Waukesha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About his love for so lean. I, guess- I, I still don't think you should call out one individual, though, because, I mean, the lean coach is way bigger than one one person and has been forever. I, yeah. I, you know, and how would you react to that if you were Moneybag Yo? Would you um, Would you feel know. like, why is he mentioning my name? <laughs> yeah, don't, just, don't single me out. But did he mention his name? I didn't, I didn't hear him say nothing about Moneybag Yo. Yeah, well, he in particular did call out. Um, he added him on social media. He said, I want to start by challenging at Moneybag Yo. Oh, okay. I'll bring this to you personally, fam. Mm. So, yes, he he did do that. And I'm sure it's because of Waukesha. All right. Now, Iggy Azalea has made an appearance on the Celebrity Dating Game. It's uh, a, a reboot of the Celebrity Dating Game that recently premiered on ABC. And she was one of the first contestants. So, listen to the three guys she had to choose from. Bachelor number one, would you please say hello to our mystery celebrity? Hello, mystery celebrity. I'm very much looking forward to our date in the very near future. Ooh. Bachelor number two. Hello, I'm Michael Bolton. Uh, No, no, I I look forward to meeting you very soon because I know I will. Okay. Bachelor number three. What it do, mystery celebrity? How are you? He scares me. (laughs) Definitely not number three. Who would y'all pick? Michael Bolton. I'm I'm not the <laughs> highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but is that D. Michael Bolton? That no. wasn't D. Michael Bolton, is it? No. He's actually one of the hosts of the show, though. Oh, so that's um, not the j- singer song. Yeah, but it so wasn't. I think he was being oh. he was being funny. Okay. But um, she picked the first guy, just to FYI. So there you have it. She's single now. You know, she had the baby with Playboy Cardi. Things didn't work out, so now she's single. I love a good dating game, though. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, imagine at your job to celebrate Juneteenth, they gave you some fried chicken and watermelon. What would you do? Depends how hungry I was. All right, man, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Do you want to elevate your sleep? Right now, save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy's and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. All right. Got time today. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, last night the Suns beat the Clippers 104-103. Tonight is game one, Atlanta versus the Bucks. It's at 8.30. Now, um, NBA draft, I'll tell you the first three picks. Detroit Pistons got the first pick, Houston Rockets second pick, and the third pick, Cleveland Cavaliers. What else we got, Yee? All right, well, employees at an Atlanta IKEA store are upset. There was a Juneteenth food menu. And that had fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, and collard greens. So a lot of people at work were upset. People actually wanted to quit, and people were not coming back to work. According to one employee, they said, you cannot say serving watermelon on Juneteenth is a soul food menu when you don't even know the history. They used to feed slaves watermelon during the slave time. So after the menu was circulating, 33 people called out from work. The store manager had to send an internal email shortly after apologizing he said, it, I truly apologize if the menu came off as subjective. It was created with the best of intentions by a few of our co-workers who believe they were representing their culture and tradition with these foods of celebration. The manager, who said they didn't work with black employees to set up the menu, said she changed the menu later, adding collard greens, cornbread, mashed potatoes, and meatloaf. Yeah, I've never looked up why fried chicken and watermelon is a, a negative black stereotype. Personally, I love fried chicken and watermelon. I mean, I know white people that love fried chicken and watermelon, too. But since it is a negative uh, black stereotype, it shouldn't be on a Juneteenth menu for a corporation. I could see how that would rub people the wrong way. Yeah, I think back in slavery, they said chicken was um, what slaves were allowed to eat. They weren't allowed to eat a lot of, of other animals. And then there was a narrative after that that black people were thieves of chicken or chicken stealers. And then uh, it was really cheap back then. So a lot of black churches would have chicken dinners and they would sell things like chicken because it was cheap and traveled well. Hey, man, chicken is good. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. Chicken is great. Chicken is great. (laughs) And I mean, if you look at what uh, slaves had to eat in a lot of circumstances, chicken would definitely be a, 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 a great meal. All right, Carl Nassib's Raiders jersey is now flying off the shelves after he has come out and announced that he is gay. According to Fanatics, they said that it's unclear the total of numbers that the jersey has sold so far Monday and Tuesday, but it's the number one jersey seller in America's most popular sport in football. So in the last 24 hours, you know, uh, the support has been overwhelming. Suit to my guy, Carl, man. Carl is a great human, man. He's a good individual. All right. Now, we were talking about this vaccine earlier. Three siblings in Louisiana have gotten their first dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. It's part of the clinical trials for young children. They are one, three and six. They each got their initial shot and they said they are super excited, according to the mom, that the entire family now has the opportunity and the chance of possibly being protected. One, three and six. Wow. Mm hmm. You know, people are concerned now about this Delta variant of the coronavirus, too. Mm -hmm. I saw Dr. Fauci on the news this morning talking about that variant and how the uh, vaccine does protect you from that. But they're concerned that this could uh, spread rapidly as well for people who are not vaccinated. And they said the one, three and six year old are excited to have the vaccine. The mom said that, the that the, she's excited. Yeah, that the whole family. Oh, the mom is excited. Mom okay, is excited, okay. I was like, I was like, I'm like, you, you think the kids, kids really? Yeah, the no kids shot. don't even know what's going on. In shots. They don't want no needles. They don't want no needles. No <laughs> you 
Yo. I will say that shot didn't really hurt at all. For one, you ain't no kid, ye. Yeah. I'm just you telling you. You ever took a kid to get shot? That's a whole it's not damn, like one of those what? long shots. You could have a conversation about the shot. And, and, and I just say something? When I was young, I actually used to like getting shots yeah, because I got weird. a lollipop. Uh, you know what? You, I don't like to call people weirdos, but Jesus Christ. You ain't never been to Disney World. Because they give you a lollipop. You, like you get a lollipop. You never seen Lion King. Your parents never got you a lollipop? Your parents didn't do a lot for you. That's why that lollipop excited you. Okay. Yeah, a lollipop? My parents actually used to be like, Angela is no problem at all when it comes to going to the doctor and getting these things done. I was a good sport about it. I'll tell you one thing. You take a kid once. And then when they go back and you tell them, they crying before they even get out the car. Okay? Can't even, can't, even, can't even say doctor in my household without <laughs> my kids crying. They just automatically oh assume those shots. I, I guess I was an unusual child. My parents would tell you, Angela did not mind getting unusual. a shot. Unusual. fine with it. <laughs> well, ha-ha, Davis, when you need them. That is a good word. You're unusual. Jeez. You didn't go to Disney World. You didn't see The Lion King, but you enjoyed shots. Yeah. Yeah, I would say weirdo. Pop. I know you don't like to use the term weirdo, but I, well, that fits. I like unusual. <laughs> unusual. <laughs> I was brave. All right. <laughs> All right, well, that is your front page news. And I just want to send a rest in peace to uh, Milton Grand and uh, Milton Grand's family. Uh, Milton Grand was killed uh, yesterday. He was uh, leaving a club, him and his man, on Father's Day. Uh, his man had to go to the bathroom, so he pulled over so his man could, you know, use the bathroom outside. Three guys came up to him and tried to rob him of his $3,000 chain. Bum ass. Right? Robbed him of his soda. So they got into an incident with his man. He tried to drive off, shot him while he was driving off in the head. He died and then went into his car while he was dead and took the jewelry off of him. Can I, what's the point of killing him? Like, if you're going to rob him, rob him. Like, what's the point of killing him? Now you, I mean, what would say, like, what what was the point? There was no Like, point. why did you have to shoot him? There was but a $3,000 chain? $3,000 chain, man. And I know you didn't know how much the chain was worth, but th- is, is it really worth taking a whole life? For a piece of jewelry. Mm-mm-mm. Piece of jewelry. So sad, man. So, it's, again, rest in peace to Milton Grand. Uh, uh, condolences to his family. His, have they his caught parents. the people? Not yet. No, they just they, the, the video's been circulating, so the video's all over social media where you can actually see it. Hopefully, somebody gets these guys. Um, oh, you got to tell on them. You know what I'm saying? You see something, say something. If you know who those people are in your neighborhood, man, you got to tell on them. You know why? Because if they did that to that young man, they will absolutely do that to somebody you love. Father's Trust Day, me. too, bro. He has twins, man. It's, oh, man. I just watched his fiance on TV, so condolences. If they, if they kill you for a, if they killed that man for a $3,000 chain, what you think they would do to you or anybody else in your community? Get them off the street. Please. All of them. All of them, all of them. All right. All right. Now, clear them on, clear them on, clear them on. 800-585-1051. Let's talk chicken wings and watermelon. <laughs> Why so funny? Why so funny? It just sounds crazy. <laughs> if I just tuned in, like I'm not listening to these coons. These guys, these, this show, show is just a coon ass show. So guys, we gotta keep it moving. Right, explain, Let's talk chicken explain, and water. Explain what happened right fast. No, I think we should leave it just like that. We'll, we'll come back. For, All right, we'll, we'll come, come back. back. We gotta come back. Do you like chicken and watermelon? We'll talk about it. Are you offended by that? Let's talk about it. Open up the phone. Does this offend you? Holding up a side of chicken and watermelon. Does this offend you? Chicken and watermelon. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about a story that happened in Ikea. What happened now, Yee? Uh, yes, customers, uh, well, employees were upset because they actually did a Juneteenth celebration and the menu featured fried chicken and watermelon. They said that was racially insensitive. All right. So we're asking, is that racially insensitive? 800-585-1051. Charlamagne, you like chicken and watermelon. Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. You know, for reasons I have never uh, explored or educated myself on, it is a negative black stereotype uh, when it comes to chicken and watermelon. But we're going to stop acting like everybody don't love chicken and watermelon. Okay? Everybody, everybody loves chicken and watermelon. Majority of the people love chicken in all forms, whether it's fried, barbecued, grilled, sautéed, whatever. And a large amount of people love watermelon, especially in the summertime. Okay? Now, IKEA shouldn't have put it on the Juneteenth menu for black people. You know, because it is a, a negative stereotype towards black people. So I can understand why people thought it was racially insensitive. But, you know, other than that, man, y'all going to stop acting like fried chicken and watermelon is not great. Now, Yee, were you offended by it? Um, was I offended? I would think that you would know better than just have a menu featuring watermelon fried chicken to celebrate Juneteenth. Like, that's what black people love. Give them some watermelon and fried chicken. But what, what, so what, I what get if, it. What if a black person actually did the menu? Let's say a black person said, you know what? I'm going to do a menu and I'm going to put some of the stuff on the menu that I like. Well, the black person didn't. Was it? No, that's what no, that's, that's, what, that's what they was complaining oh, about. That's what employees were complaining okay. about. <laughs> I just thought it was mad IKEA put the menu up. Yeah, okay. and that's and that was IKEA's problem. I, um, that's what actually why IKEA should get donkey the day to day because once again, if you're going to do something culturally, bring people from the culture in the room to have the conversation. It goes back to what we was talking about earlier with uh, Michael B. Jordan and Juve. If you're going to name the drink Juve, talk to some Caribbean people before you do that. If you're going to put together a Juneteenth menu, talk to some black people before you do that. It's not a hard concept, corporate America. I, see, I, I, well, yeah, I, I agree with you saying, but like in Michael B. Jordan's case, right? I'm from New York. I go to Juve all the time. I always thought Juve was a celebration, so I would have never have thought in a million years what it was. You know what I mean? And I would have did it. I, and guess I what? Because you know. And guess what? You'd have been right there on Instagram apologizing with Michael right. B. Jordan. Right. <laughs> and saying I'm going to change the name. That's right. I mean, that's it. Right, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought anything about it. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Troy out of uh, VA. What's up, Breakfast Club? Troy, what's up, hey. man? IKEA, you know, put for the Juneteenth menu, uh, chicken or watermelon. Were you offended by it, bro? Man, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think I think we just too sensitive, man. Like like they said, um, it wasn't their intent, you know. And I'm not standing up for corporate America because we all know corporate America can, you know, do you dirty and will do you dirty. Uh, so push entrepreneurship. But no, I'm not offended, man. If, if my corporate America job gave me some fried chicken and watermelon, and it won't their intent to be offensive. If that watermelon is nice and red, and <laughs> oh my god! Chicken got them eleven herbs and spices. <laughs> Goodbye, man. <laughs> Goodbye, man. He got a point. If the chicken is dry, you're going to be mad as hell. If the watermelon ain't ripe, you're going to be mad as hell. But boy, if that chicken is fried white, right, and that watermelon hitting, you're going to be happy. Keith. Scott. Yo. Well, good morning. Were, were you offended with IKEA put on the, uh, the menu watermelon and fried chicken? God, Charlotte, it's crazy, though. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't offended. Uh, I, I, if I was offended by everything, man, I'd be exhausted. But I do say I love fried chicken. Uh, yo, where's Angela Yee at? <laughs> she here? I'm right here. Yo, Angela, she, she knows, uh, yo, Crown Chicken's got the best chicken in New York City. I love Okay. Now, I don't know if I would say that they have the best chicken in New York City. You know where they have really oh, great really? fried chicken? 
at Peaches. You ever Ooh. had Peaches? Oh yeah, I love Peaches. I love I love eating brunch there. Yeah, they got this um, honey hot chicken. That's amazing. I, that's why y'all. y'all okay. I don't know how we fronting. And I, yo, listen, I was on a and, boat. And I don't. And I, don't, I don't like watermelon. By the way. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard. Okay. I, I think that's a New York thing because down. I love me. I love me a nice ripe watermelon. I was actually in South Carolina a few weeks ago, and I was on a boat with a, with a bunch of the white homies, mm-hmm. and they had public. Uh, they had chicken tenders from Publix mm-hmm. and watermelon, and them white people was tearing that chicken and watermelon up, and they they. they <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be on the boat. So that's what now they had say, planned. So they had that already. They I had that already. That's what they wanted. They wasn't impressing you. That I would, I, would, I do try to eat grilled chicken over fried chicken. Me too. So I don't really eat fried chicken that often. Okay, yeah, fried chicken is very, very occasional, occasional, but that's for just for health, health reasons. But yeah, I love fried barbecue chicken, chicken. Grilled chicken is good. Chick fil A is, is good. Yeah, chicken is good, and watermelon is good too. I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. Uh, 800-585-1051 The fried chicken and watermelon offend you if it's put on the menu <laughs> I said that all wrong No, that, no that's wrong Because Ikea was wrong for putting it on the right. menu for June But did that, did that offend you? We're asking people out there Did it offend you? Call us up now It's The Breakfast Club Good morning I know it now Call me Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club Top Come on Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're asking about fried chicken and watermelon. All right. Now, Ikea Mm. did a Juneteenth menu, and they put fried chicken and watermelon on the menu. (laughs) And we're asking if it offends you. Why does fried chicken and watermelon just sound funny when a black person says it? (laughs) I don't know why. It just sounds funny. Hello, who's this? This is Lisa. Hey, Lisa, did the, the, the menu of fried chicken and watermelon offend you? Not at all, not at all. I feel like that's a part of our culture. And usually during holidays, they eat stuff surrounding the holidays. And so why not celebrate it? It's us. Juneteenth is about us. Yeah, you know what I think the problem is? The fact that uh, this store in Atlanta didn't consult with any black people before they did that, and they just assumed... Was it, was it Atlanta or Alabama? No, nah, it was Atlanta. It was so, Atlanta. So they, they, they just assumed black people wanted fried chicken and watermelon. You know what I mean? Okay. Just because I want it, don't assume I want it, okay? Hello? Ask me what? first. Hello, who's this? <laughs> yeah, this right. Ash from Jersey. Hey, Ash, were you offended with Ikea's menu of the uh, fried chicken and watermelon? You know, being black... Everybody say that we like chicken, we like watermelon, we like grape soda. Personally, I don't like grape soda. I don't like grape soda either. But I, <laughs> I don't like no soda. soda either. I don't do I no soda. I used to. I don't drink no yeah, soda. Yeah, I think it's disgusting to me. Do you like fried chicken? Uh, fried chicken. Everybody likes fried chicken. My, Even white yes. people like fried chicken. Yes. They season it with what? Pepper and salt. Do you like watermelon? Just because watermelon aside, it's, it's, it's not really it's not really my favorite. I like strawberries. I do want to say sometimes, you know how you have like a prefix menu and then they ask you, do you want the salmon, the um, steak or do you want the chicken? And I always be like the chicken. Because chicken is good, guys. I like the salmon right there. I like salmon too. (laughs) I don't eat seafood. I think we ate more spaghetti in our house growing up than anything, but that ain't no negative stereotype. I had Velveeta mac and cheese, boy. Did you put sugar in your sauce? In my what? Did you put sugar in your spaghetti? Sauce. I, I I don't know. My mama might. I didn't cook. Hello, who's this? 
Oh, Randy, man. Hey, Randy. How hey, are Randy. you, Randy? Sugar. Good, fella. How you feel about chicken and watermelon, Randy? You know what? When I when they picked up the phone, I said, uh, I'm black. I don't care. But it's kind of weird. I live in Wisconsin, and I got, like, these white friends, and they like to make comments about chicken. But I love chicken and freaking watermelon. <laughs> what do you mean your white friends like to make comments about chicken? Give us some context, bro. They give him the chicken. Uh, like, they'll say, man, you going to go enjoy some watermelon this summer? I mean, on this weekend? I'm like, uh, that might be a little you know racist. what I will, you know? <laughs> that, that might be a little racist, Actually, Why would a white person just randomly be saying that to you? <laughs> you going to go get some watermelon this Because I'm, uh, I'm kind of a comedian. I like to talk about them not seasoning the chicken. So, uh, oh, so they throwing the jokes back oh, at you. back and forth. Okay. Yeah, but, got you. But that hit a little, bit, know, hit a little bit more harder than not seasoning the chicken, though, man. <laughs> I mean, to you. You don't know how that yeah. you don't know how them comments feel to white people. <laughs> all right. Hey, well, you know, hey, before I go though, I, I love all my white friends. They invite me all to the, uh their weddings, their cabins up north, so I love them all, man. I love all my white friends. They even bring me around and they let me come to their weddings and they let me come to their 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 um their 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 uh their kindergarten graduations. I love me my white people. If you want to make somebody uncomfortable, right? Yesterday I went to Restoration Hallway, right? And I was like, so what's the Juneteenth sale? Is this still Juneteenth sale? The guy looked at me like Juneteenth sale. I'm like, yeah, it was just a Juneteenth holiday. You have a holiday for everything else. You have Fourth of July sales, you have late Memorial Day sales, President's Day sales, there's no Juneteenth sale. What? I got a percentage off. That's one let you know. What if he just said it's also no longer Juneteenth. I mean, what if you said what if he just said Popeye's is doing sales all week if you want to go get a two-piece legging I heard Rick Ross doing thighs now. I heard they got a sale sale going on too. What's the moral of the story, man? Moral of the story is chicken is good and watermelon is great. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. But I get it. You know what I mean? Ikea was just tone deaf. Once again, if you're going to do anything culturally, corporate America, bring people from the culture in the room so you don't make these mistakes. It's simple. I'm kind of hungry right now. You know what's so funny? That I was trying to clean stuff out of my fridge and I dropped all this fried chicken on the floor this morning. Niggas. I- niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Did. I was like, whoops. I throw this out. <laughs> All right, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Trick Daddy is doubling down on his comments about Beyonce, even though the beehive was coming for him. We'll All tell right. you what he said. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, as you know, Trick Daddy had some things to say when he was on Clubhouse. He was talking about Beyonce and saying that she couldn't sing. Beyonce mm-hmm. with her because she see money. Beyonce ain't trying to give back the music and that. Beyonce don't write music and Betty can sing her mother. So Beyonce can't sing. Beyonce is to R&B what Jay-Z is to New York. That's why they together. <laughs> he was just wrong. Now. Yeah, and people definitely came for him, but he is doubling down on those comments, and he doesn't care about the trolls. He has his own opinion. Here's what he said. That's my opinion. Beyonce, the number one performer I've ever seen besides Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. Can she sing? Yeah. She can't sing. Beyonce ain't Stephanie Mills. She ain't Patti LaBelle. She ain't Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. She ain't the... Adele, but that's my opinion. I told my homeboys, oh, Chris Brown is on the level of Michael Jackson. They like, you crazy, you disrespecting the king. Trick is absolutely right. That's his opinion, um, but he's wrong. And you know what he said yesterday about Jay-Z, and I was thinking about this yesterday when he was saying um, after Big died, that's when Jay became the guy. Big 
if anybody knighted Jay, it was Big. Yeah. Like, Big was saying Jay was his favorite rapper, you know, way back. Yeah. So, Big knighted Jay, Jay if anybody. Jay is definitely, he's definitely nice. But like like Chick Daddy said, that's his opinion. That's like, his opinion. He can say whatever he And I don't think you can sustain that long just because uh, Biggie passed away. I, uh, and then you, come on. We so, know that. It nah. wouldn't last that long. We that's know that. Him. All right, now, in addition to this, he was on with Mark Lamont Hill, and he had this to say about the beehive. Trolling only works when it affects them. I'm not affected by it. I don't care who don't agree with me. If I offended somebody, do I care? Yeah, probably, but I don't think that I said nothing to offend anybody. As far as the beehive, good support, man. Good y'all doing. But I grew up with roaches. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Drop on the clues box for Trick Daddy. I, <laughs> I grew up with roaches. Damn it! What a beast! And you know, of course, the Bi was leaving all kinds of comments and ratings on Trick Daddy's restaurant. They were leaving very unfavorable reviews. One person said, "Disgusting food." Seriously, though, the service was subpar. Definitely do not recommend this restaurant. They can't even sing. Hey, by the way, I'd rather have roaches than bees, though, because roaches don't bite. I ain't never heard about no roach stinging nobody. Now, Chick Daddy also had this to say mm. about how he ranks Beyonce compared with other singers. If Stephanie Mills and Whitney Houston are a 100 on the scale, what's Beyonce? Beyonce's an 85. Tell me a Beyonce song that have, have put you in a moment, that made you as a man close your eyes and want to cry or want to be with that girl. And that's why I judge my things about, that's why I judge, that's how I judge music. I think music is supposed to take you somewhere. Excuse me, Trick Daddy? Have you never heard, honey, honey, I can see the stars all the way from here. Can't you see the right, glow right. on the window right. pane? Okay, I can feel the sun when But I would give it to um, Beyonce Halo, too. I think that's a good singing song. And when she redid the Bee Gees Emotions, that was my joint but everything too, is a pain. I used to That's close my eyes in this studio and sing Love on Top every goddamn Friday back in the day. Okay, yes, that song definitely makes me think about the woman I love. I love Love on Top. I thought you were singing to me. Baby, it's you. You're the one I love. You're All right, the now you're one really hurting our ears. Uh, you're the you're only one I see. Come on, baby, it's you. You're the one that gives your all. All right. Haters, boy. Haters. Master P wants to be the head coach for the Pelicans, and he talked to TMZ, and here's what he had to say. I think it's time they got to do something different, unique. The NBA is entertainment. I think it's time for me to be the first hip-hop coach. I played in the NBA. Right. Uh, I done coached a lot of great players. I coached DeMar DeRozan. We got great players on the team, but right. they need somebody to understand them. So if they bring me in as a head coach or assistant coach, I think I could change the game. You think if you were at least an assistant coach, possibly head coach, oh yeah, keep, we'll win. Zion happy? We'll win and Zion will be happy. And, and even I have to work my way, start as assistant coach. Right. I know, you know, it's you got to trust the process. Mm. Why not? Now, mind you, it's easy for me to say that because I've never been an NBA coach. But why not? Master P, goddammit, motivational speaker. He knows how to bring people together. He knows basketball. What other qualifications you need? He's tall. Yo, shut up, man. <laughs> what else you need? <laughs> what else you need? Yeah, I mean, and look at how well he's done with his own kids. Yes. So I feel like it, it could make sense. Could. Steve, Nash, right. Steve Nash hosts the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, he yeah. coaches the Brooklyn Nets. He never had no coaching experience he, anywhere. Not that I know of. He was a great player though so was master p not on the level of nah don't disrespect percy miller bro
the National Hall of Famer. All right, next time Percy Miller come up here, you say that to his face. That he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. Not a basketball. Hey, Hall of Fame is Hall of Fame, guys. <laughs> Shut All up, right, man. And let's, let's also send out some love to Fantasia. She has brought her baby girl home. Her daughter was in the hospital for nearly one month. And so it's good news that she was finally able to bring her newborn daughter home from the hospital. Uh, the baby had been in the neonatal intensive care unit since May 23rd. Mm. And she posted on Instagram a picture of her baby girl dressed in a white romper with a little cute booties on. And she put a welcome home, Kaziah London Taylor. So congratulations to her. And we're very happy to hear that. Shout out to Absolutely. Fantasia. Salute to Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Our whole family. Sending right, healing energy to everybody. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, I thoroughly enjoyed the fried chicken and watermelon conversation uh, last hour. So I think we should continue that conversation for after the hour because it is a lesson for corporate America to learn. But also, it's a lesson that we can learn about fried chicken and watermelon. We'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. It's going down. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So like a donkey. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Wow, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, June 23rd goes to management at an Atlanta Ikea store. Now, I know folks believe that social media tends to overreact nowadays to a lot of things. I don't even call it an overreaction because we walk around with tools that encourage us to react, period, okay? That encourage us to have an opinion on things. We have our smartphones, we have our laptops, and we have platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, wherever it is, we have these sites where the sole commodity on these platforms is us, our voices. So I often wonder how much do people really, truly care about the things they act like they care about on social media, or is it just content? Do they act like they care because they feel they are supposed to or they simply have to because they have the platforms to do it? I'll give you a clear example. Remember, I think it was David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Arsenio Hall. One of them said here on The Breakfast Club, if you wanted to complain about a TV show back in the day or if you wanted to complain about anything, you had to write a letter. Okay, you had to mail it, fax it. Like it took a lot more effort to complain about something, to be outraged about something. Like you had to put actual time, effort, and energy into something to complain about it. Nowadays, you just whip out your phone. So it's hard to tell if people really are upset or they just need content for the day, for whatever platform they are on. Not to mention just the group think that happens in these situations. People see a large amount of people on the timeline talking about something, mad about something, outraged about something, and they just jump in because that's what everybody else is talking about monkey see monkey do some folks just really wake up and wait for social media to tell them what to care about to tell them what to think um i think it was yesterday yesterday was one of those days maybe it was the day before yesterday but people were upset because managers at an atlanta ikea store decided to honor black americans by doing something that black employees at the store thought was racially insensitive if you missed what we discussed last hour then let's go to wgcl cbs 46 for the report please outrage at Ikea 
Workers calling out sick and threatening to walk off the job. It's all because of a racially insensitive menu put together to celebrate Juneteenth. The special menu featured foods like fried chicken and watermelon, a pairing historically used as a racist <coughs> depiction of what African Americans eat. They say the menu was going to be served to customers and employees as a way to, quote, honor and preserve black Americans in light of the Juneteenth holiday. Employees outraged say 33 people called out of work, sparking this internal email response from the store manager on Saturday. She said that I truly apologize. The, men the menu came off subjective. But employees say the decision behind the creation of the menu should have included voices of color first. The store manager told employees and CBS 46 that the menu changed after the issue. We asked the store manager to send us the new menu. The revised menu included meatloaf, mashed potatoes, collard greens, and cornbread. Now the store manager <laughs> re-emphasized that they deeply apologize and they realize they got the menu wrong. Now listen, guys. Full disclosure, I love chicken and I love watermelon. I don't do fried chicken as much as I used to just because I don't do a lot of fried foods at all. But we're going to stop acting like the most common type of poultry in the world. Chicken is not tasty, okay? Everybody loves chicken. I learned a lesson a few weeks ago when I went out on, a, on the boat with a few of the Caucasian homies. And I'm listening to my guy place the food order for the boat. And he said he wanted chicken tenders from Publix, watermelon, and hummus from Trader Joe's. We got on that boat and those white people was tearing them chicken tenders and watermelon bites up. Now I told y'all I don't eat fried foods like that, but the way they was devouring this fried chicken, even though all my blackness said, don't you eat no damn fried chicken in front of these white people, I ate one. And let me be the first to tell you that those fried chicken tenders from Publix was so damn good, I ate three, maybe four. The moral of the story is fried chicken and watermelon is for everybody. Okay, now I have never looked into either of these stereotypes. You know, this morning was the first time I went to look, okay? I, I never have looked to see what the stereotype is around fried chicken and watermelon, okay? This is what they said about watermelon. This is from an article written in 2014 for The Atlantic by William Black. I haven't read the whole article, but William Black says the stereotype that African-Americans are excessively fond of watermelon emerged for a specific historical reason and served a specific political purpose. The trope came in full force when slaves won their emancipation during the Civil War. Free black people grew, ate and sold watermelons and in doing so made the fruit a symbol of their freedom. Sovereign whites threatened by blacks newfound freedom responded by making the fruit a symbol of black people's perceived uncleanliness, laziness, childishness and unwanted public presence. Hmm. Interesting. I looked up chicken. Right. Claire Smith, a professor at the University of Missouri who studies race and folklore, said chickens had long been a part of sovereign diets, but they had a particular utility for slaves. They were cheap, easy to feed and a good source of meat. But. Smith says, came Birth of a Nation, a silent movie from 1915 that showed the founding of the Ku Klux Klan. One scene in the movie features a group of actors portraying shiftless black elected officials acting rowdy and crudely in a legislative hall. The message to the audience, these are the dangers of letting blacks vote. Sound familiar? Some of the legislators are shown drinking. Uh, others had their feet kicked up on their desk. And one of them was very ostentatiously eating fried chicken. That image says Claire Smith, really solidified the way white people thought of black people and fried chicken. Smith said that like watermelon, that other food that's been a mainstay in racist depictions of blacks, chicken was also a good vehicle for racism because of the way people eat it. It's a food you eat with your hands and therefore it's dirty. Table manners are a way of determining who is worthy of respect or not, end quote. Interesting, very interesting. So basically the problem isn't fried chicken and watermelon. The problem is mayonnaise. Too much goddamn mayonnaise, okay? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. White people 
Not all white people. We draw a line in the sand between racist white people and humans who happen to be white. But racist white people back in the day trying to steal our joy made the things that we loved, the things that made us money, the things that nourished us radioactive. Now, let's be clear. Ikea is getting donkier today. Why? Because I'm consistent when it comes to culturally clueless people in corporate America having blind spots like this. According to this article in Complex, employees said the manager at Ikea didn't work with black employees to set up this menu. That's the problem. Full stop. That's why this happened. It's really the most simplest concept to grasp. Corporate America, anytime you are doing something cultural, bring in people from said culture. It's not rocket science. I hate when I'm in meetings and people say things like, and Angela and any of y'all been there, people say things like, what are 20-year-olds into? Nigga, I don't know. I'm 42. Bring some 20-year-olds in here. Got a bunch of men at the table asking, what do women think about such and such? I'm like, I don't know. Go get some women. Same thing we talked about earlier with Michael B. Jordan and Juve. If he would have simply consulted with some people from the Trinidadian culture, he wouldn't have made that mistake. Is fried chicken and watermelon offensive? Not to me. Is it racially insensitive on a Juneteenth menu presented by Ikea? Yeah, I see the point the employees are making. Timing is everything. Context is everything. And this was just poor timing and context. Okay, read the room, Ikea in Atlanta. Read the room. Please give the managers in Ikea the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Now, a great uh, black philosopher by the name of David Kyrie Weber, Chappelle, Chappelle, once had this to say about people who have put a negative stereotype on fried chicken and watermelon. It's because I eat chicken and watermelon. They think that that's something wrong with me. Let me tell you something. If you don't like chicken or watermelon, something's wrong with you, mother. There's something wrong with you. I'm sick of hearing about how bad it is. It's great. I'm waiting for chicken to approach me to do a commercial. I will not do it for free, chicken. Okay. David Kyrie Weber, Chappelle. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next, Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye right now. Phone lines are wide open. She'll help you out with your problems. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Rowie, what's good? What's your question for me? All right, so I've been dealing with this girl for about, like, 10, 11 months, and it's been nothing but hell. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know if I'm allowed to say mm-hmm. that. But, um, yeah, that's fine. So we were at the, um, we went to the hospital. She had some issues going on with her, and I asked her previously if she ever slept with anybody, like, while we were together, and she told me, no, no, no all these times so we go to the hospital she has something going on with her area or whatever the doctor comes the doctor leaves and says all right we're going to take this test out i asked her is there anything you want to tell me before this test comes back like did anything happen and now that now she decides to say okay well um yeah i did when you went to uh, outer banks like you left went back up north i did sleep with my ex-boyfriend i wanted to tell you but i knew you were getting mad and I was like, you slept with him unprotected? She said, yes. I'm like, okay. The test came back negative, thank God. But I'm like, what else are you lying to me about? Like, one of my boys caught her out at the beach bars, uh, like, all up on her ex-boyfriend. I'm like, bro, like, what is this? Like, I'm over here trying to be loyal. You're telling me you're all for me. I didn't even want a relationship to begin with, but I, I wanted to give mm-hmm. love a try. 
because, you know what I mean, I didn't want to be out here just, like, crawling around. Like, I was like, all right, cool, you know what, I'm going to give it a try instead of just, like, being with this girl and just leaving her, like, let me give it a try. So she claimed me, and then she, I guess she kind of, like, distracted on what, what it was. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if the vibe just wasn't there or what, but it's been nothing but hell. But she'll always try to come back and say, oh, I love you, and that crazy and do all this crazy stuff. But... When it's time this to, sounds like, awful, Rowie. I just want to yeah, say, yeah. this sounds awful. And you said she always wants to keep coming back and you keep taking her back. Yeah, that's the problem. Why do you keep taking her back? I don't, I couldn't even tell you why. Like, I don't, I've never, like, loved somebody. And I guess maybe I'm just like, when I love somebody, I love hard. And I don't, I don't know what it is. But, like, I always had, like, skepticism about her cheating. But I never thought that she had it in her. But the, I don't. I, I can't even say I really know her. You know, like it's been nothing but it's been nothing but trouble. I, you keep on like, saying this whole thing has been know? nothing but hell. It's been nothing but trouble. Yeah. It doesn't sound like this is a relationship you need to be in. Right. You need to yeah, be with somebody that actually deserves the loyalty and love that you have to give, not somebody that's taking advantage of you. Right. Exactly. And I told her she had to move out. Like she's gone. All her stuff is gone. And I'm. You know. What I mean. I'm just. I'm just doing me. But. Right. But it's, it feels like your feelings, it feels like your feelings are still hurt and you're not over it, of which course. is fine. Of course. You know, but that doesn't mean you need to keep taking her back. You don't owe her right. that. Right. Okay. I so I, what I, I want to say is, yes, you owe it to yourself not to. You already know this is not headed in a positive direction. She's not good for you. Right. And so I want to say those first steps are for you to completely cut off contact with her. You have no reason to have to speak to this woman. Y'all don't have no kids together. Does she owe you money? Uh, actually, yeah, she does. Oh, my God, Rowie. How much? Like $600. It ain't nothing like $600. She, okay. She well, good. Like she could keep that. Chalk that up as a loss. It's over. Cut her off. Don't speak to her no more. Move on. And it's okay for you to be... You know, not feeling like yourself. It's okay for you to be a little heartbroken for a minute, but don't drag this right. out for yourself any longer. You deserve better, and you are blocking your real blessings. Right. I'm 24. I got so much time. It's just like, I just got to get over this home. Yeah, plus she ain't never paying you back that money. Yeah, yeah, that, I can talk that. It's cool. <laughs> Chalk it up as a loss. But look, you'll find somebody who deserves you. This is a lesson learned. But don't let this uh, actually make you not be the great person that you are just because somebody wasn't great to you. Don't take it out on the next woman. Right, for sure. All right, Rowie. It felt like you just needed to get that off your chest because I think you know what yeah, you need to really do. I really did. I really did. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. All right, bye-bye. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need any advice, call her now, relationship and all. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Karita. Hey, Karita, what's your question for Yee? Um, good morning, Miss Yee. Good morning, Karita. Okay. So I have a question about divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically a year ago, uh, well, I got married at 22. My husband's family hated me. And one day, like a couple years into our marriage, he said he, was, he visited his mom, that said he was going to walk the dog, and never came back. Whoa. And I sat in the house. You said how long ago was this? Little, a year ago? Yeah, a little over a year. Mm-hmm. I sat in the house, I paid the bills for a couple months, like thinking obviously he's gonna come back and he just never came back. But I kind of believe in the whole marriage concept, you know, for better or for worse. 
that whole thing, but it's been a year and he doesn't even talk to me. Should I just go ahead and file for divorce? He's never communicated what happened? Like, why did he walk out and never no. come back? Yeah, he just left. He never came back. He barely speaks to me. Uh, yes, girl. I I mean, it feels like you're not married, and I'm sure at some point you want to move on with your life, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have a couple people who are interested at this point, but I would love to, like, salvage it if I could. I mean, I think that I understand that for better or for worse, and we all want marriage to be permanent, but we also can't predict the future, and this man has abandoned you. Right. With no explanation. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. So I, do you even know where you can serve him the divorce papers? I know where he works. Okay. Well, I recommend that you speak to an attorney and a lawyer and make sure that you have everything lined up so mm -hmm. that you know what your options are and you can go about this in the right way because you don't know. You don't want him to do it first. Okay. All right. Yeah, you have no that. idea where his head is at. He's not communicating with you and you got to take care of you first. Clearly, he's not concerned. Not at all. Not at all. You're right, Angela. Okay. Do you guys have kids? No, we don't have any kids, luckily, I guess. Well, thank God, okay? Take control of your life, girl. Do not, do not let him control you like this. You are not a victim for whatever his moods are or whatever it is that he decides to do. You got to handle your business. So that means right now, consult with a lawyer, find out the best way to go about this so that you come out on top and then handle your business. I will do that. I will. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it. No problem. Love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type <clears throat> of advice, hit Yee now. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and T-Pain is responding to a lot of criticism that Usher is facing because of what he told him about auto-tune and told him that he ruined music. We'll find out what he has to say in response to his relationship with Usher now. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, things got very testy during a podcast that Kevin McCall was on, the Craig Smith's podcast. He got into an argument with one of the hosts, uh, Brandon, and this is about Kevin McCall putting his hands on a woman. Here's what he said. I did hit her because she hit me. You feel what I'm saying? Which yeah, is not cool. I understand. And I've even beat up niggas over this. So if you want to fade over this, if you feel like I shouldn't hit women, catch a fade outside, bro. Right. So don't don't sit here right here and act like you think I'm some weird ass, bro. I don't. Shut the fuck up, my So if you got a problem, if you think I hit women like I told Eva Brothers, catch a fade, my Alright, let's chill out. Let's chill out, Kev. Well, that that the energy in that interview changed quickly. Yeah, that escalated and What's wrong with them telling him not to hit a woman? I'm confused. Like, why is that a bad thing to say? And why was he so upset over it? He's the one that said he did put his hands on her. Well, we always say it. If you interview somebody and you say something that they might not like or they might not agree, you just never know what their response is. And he responded with violence. Yeah, I got to hear the context. I haven't heard. I, I just heard it's that too, snippet. Too, you know, I, I don't know, but. They did take a break from filming, and then he did re uh, return later, and they did discuss off-camera the whole ordeal. Oh, so they didn't right, discuss that during the podcast? No, they didn't discuss that whole altercation. Hmm. What's the name the of the podcast? podcast? By the way, what podcast was that? I just said it was the The Craig Smith's podcast. The Craig Smith, okay.
Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are launching their skincare line for kids of color. It's called Proudly. It features diaper products and it'll be released um, direct to consumer this year and will then expand next year. So they said in a joint statement, as we continue to work on new endeavors together, our goal is to always center our work around being the change we want to see while championing diversity, equity and inclusion. So they do have a range of products that caters to the unique skincare needs of children of color that are so often overlooked in the mass market. All right. So you guys can look for that. Also, Culture Creators is going to be honoring Swiss Beats and D-Nice at the 5th Annual Innovators and Leaders Awards Brunch in partnership with YouTube. So that should be a fun thing. Um, that's all sponsored by Ciroc and by Ciroc and Procter & Gamble, CoinCloud, Lexus, and Ellis ILT Company. I'm dropping the clues bombs for Culture Creators. Who else they... Uh they honoring this year. I like culture creators. It's a great event. Yes, I actually got honored by them just recently too, along with a lot of women that I also admire so much. But um, you know, that, so that should be good. My girl Ricky Hughes is being honored this year as well. Ricky, but I saw uh, I saw Carrie Champion too. Carrie Champion is being honored by culture creators. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did this whole empower her uh, campaign. Nah, it's a dope brunch. I, I, I got honored by them a few years ago as well. Salute to, salute to everybody over at Culture Creators. Nice. And my girl Joy. Okay, T-Pain is responding to all of the controversy around the auto-tune. Remember he talked about what Usher said to him while he mm-hmm. was on the This Is Pop Netflix series. Here's what he said just to flash back to that. He was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. He sounded real concerned. He was like, man, you kind of kind of f***ed up music. I didn't understand. Usher was my friend. He was like, nah, man, you really like, you really f***ed up music for real singers. Literally at that point, I couldn't listen. Is he right? Did I, did I f*** this up? Did I f*** up music? And I, I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started like a four-year depression for me. All right, well, a lot of people were rallying around T-Pain, wondering why Usher would say something like that. And T-Pain took to social media to let people know, I still love and respect Usher. Telling that story was in no way meant to disrespect that man. People talk ish about me 24-7, but when it comes from someone you truly respect, it hits very different. I never said F Ush. It was a drop in the ocean of ish I was already going through. And for the people going back 48 weeks to dig up a tweet, please find something to do. That was before Shorty said anything and the song never came out after I got the information I needed. Leave me out of the stand combo things so hey I don't know. you know what's crazy is people slandered usher but social media don't act like y'all didn't treat t-pain the same way for a while okay everybody's you know appreciating t-pain now and showing t-pain love but they were on that same wave at one point everybody was you know absolutely. what i mean like don't act like that act like usher right. act, like act like usher was the only, only one and on ESPN's first take, Stephen A. Smith talked about a text that he got during the show that focused on Ben Simmons' work ethic since he's been with the 76ers. And he said the source is someone very, very close to the situation in Philly. Here's what he said. I just received a text from somebody very, very close to the situation in Philadelphia about Ben Simmons. This is a quote. This is not me. This is them. Quote, he doesn't work. He doesn't listen. And everyone around him is family. And he's constantly babied. Ben Simmons is either going to be depressed for the next four years or he's going to work on his game over the summer and come back and be an all-star next season. There's really no in-between. Like, there's really – when you're in the position that Ben Simmons is right now, there's really no in-between. You're either going to listen to all the criticism and internalize it and, you know, go into a shell somewhere. Are you going to listen to all the criticism? Don't internalize it. Go out there, work on your game, and bust everybody's ass and prove people wrong next year. One of the two. 
All right, Corday has announced his new record label is called High Level, and to promote that, here's what he said. High Level is is way more than just a brand, a record label, or a movement. It's a way of life. If you in school right now, try and get it done, grinding, try and pass the next grade, you high level. If you work a minimum wage job that you hate, but you pushing through it to support your dreams or just to stay alive, you high level. I like it. I like that. I like that mentality. That that high level mentality. That is your rumor report. Regardless of what you're doing, you do it at a high level. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. It's going down. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yes, happy. What day is it today? When Is it Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. But shout out to Private Label, my store in Detroit. We're actually going to be having our next wholesale day on July 18th. I know people love wholesale day when you get to come out and get these amazing prices for all of your wigs and bundles and lashes and everything. So make sure y'all check us out on 8 Mile and Dequinder. All right. Uh, I got nine days left to my car show. Nine days left. And I got, you know what's so dope about it? So many people are hearing about it and they're, they're trying to get their cars in. And I mean, we're, we're at capacity now. But I'm so grateful that Atlanta came out and supported the way that they did. It's going to be a great time. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be an amazing show. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And Atlantic City is just going to be just as great. So I'm having fun with the car show. And I'm, I'm having even more fun because I know there's so many families that's going to be coming through. And I can't wait to meet you guys all and your kids that enjoy themselves. It's going to be a family fun day, 4th of July. So hang 4th of July with me in Atlanta, all right? When we come back, positive notice, The Breakfast Club, good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Justine Skye. You know, we've been watching Justine Skye develop as an artist throughout all these years. She's still young, though, and she's been in this business for a minute. And iHeartRadio Black Music Month Sessions presented by Carol's Daughter is going on because June is Black Music Month. And we're celebrating the incredible artists who've made their mark on hip-hop and R&B all month long. So we're continuing that celebration with iHeartRadio and Carol's Daughter. And we're going to be talking to Justine Skye. She'll be performing. I had a sit-down conversation with her. We're talking about the joy, strength and the challenges of being a black woman in the music industry today. Make sure you guys check that out. It's going to be actually tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's available for seven days on video on demand. You can watch it on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook channel. So make sure you check out Justine Sky. I'm actually going to her album listening session tomorrow. But you know, she did her whole album with Timbaland. I heard. Well, you know, I used to see Timbaland posting that on Instagram. I've always thought Justine Sky was like, Super, super talented. So it's going to be dope to see what her and Tim cooked up. Yeah, her new album is called Space and Time. And she'll be talking about taking care of her natural hair and just all around being a goddess because Justine Sky is definitely a goddess. Yeah, that's who I, uh, when when the late, great, you know, Andre Harrell was still alive. You know, that's, that's who I told him she played Kim Porter in the in the Uptown Uptown Records movie. God bless the dead with Kim Porter as well, uh, Justine Sky. I think she'd make a great mm-hmm. Kim Porter. I can see it. All right. Well, you got a positive note? 
I do. The positive note is uh, they don't respect you at the bottom. They ignore you in the middle. Then they hate you when you get to the top. You'll never have everyone's approval, so it's best to focus on your own. I just want you to know that when I said bottom, Envy looked at me and winked. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?